Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, hello and welcome to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark and you are listening to the Jazz Focus, where we explore some of the highways and byways of jazz recorded history. Today, we're going to be listening to some of the music that was called mainstream jazz. That was a term that was coined uh, by the jazz critic Stanley Dance to refer to uh, music produced by swing era veterans, largely musicians active in the 30s and 40s who were recording in the 50s and 60s. And the set of recordings that he initially referred to as being mainstream were done for Vanguard Records. And Vanguard was a classical music label. It was founded in 1950 by the Solomon Brothers, Maynard and Seymour. And uh, they had very high standards of recording uh, quality and uh, recording technology and so forth, and they were very picky, as classical musicians often were, and uh, they decided in 1953 to give jazz a shot, and they uh, lined up with John Hammond, the jazz entrepreneur who was a scion of the Vanderbilt family. He was also Benny Goodman's brother-in-law. He was responsible for uh, the Spirituals to Swing concerts in the 19th, late 1930s. He also was responsible in part or, or, or total for bringing artists like uh, Count Basie, Billie Holiday, Benny Goodman to a certain degree, Bob Dylan, Mahalia Jackson, Aretha Franklin, people like that into the recording studios when he was working for Columbia Records in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and uh, various independent records before that. He was also responsible for bringing Bessie Smith back to the microphone for her last session in 1933. Very interesting fellow. He had uh, written an article in November of 1953 about how jazz 
music wasn't being recorded properly and how he felt that if uh, some recording engineers gave it uh, a little more attention, then jazz would be looked at in the same way that classical music was or listened to in the same way with the same degree of fidelity. And uh, the Solomons and uh, John Hammond combined their talents to actually bring this together in 1953 in December when he recorded some groups led by Vic Dickinson and uh, Mel Powell. And those were the records that were reviewed by Stanley Dance and were called Mainstream. We're going to be focusing on a couple of sessions that feature former members of the Count Basie Band. And in fact, I think one or two cases, uh, present members of the Basie Band as well. The first two tunes we just heard were from the album The Joe Jones Special, which was released in Vanguard in 1957. This featured some past and present members of the Basie Band, including on the first tune, Basie himself, who had come by to listen. He was a, a guest, and he was uh, encouraged to sit in for the first number, which was Shoeshine Boy, one of the tunes that uh, he recorded uh, in very early in his uh, band-leading career, 1936-37, uh, often in duet with Lester Young. It was subtitled The Count and Lester. But here, it's just him and his classic rhythm section of Freddie Green on guitar, who was still with his band, Walter Page on bass, this was one of his final recordings, and the leader, Joe Jones, on drums. And that was the All-American Rhythm section of the 1930s and into the 40s. In the horn section, we had Emmett Berry, who had played with the Basie Band off and on the 40s. He had also played with uh, Horace Henderson, with Fletcher Henderson, and uh, several other really fine bands, as well as doing some great small group sessions for uh, Keynote and other labels. And uh, he does some very tasty work, as does Lucky Thompson on tenor sax. Thompson had been a uh, tenor, or the tenor soloist, with the Basie Band from about 1944, the uh, spring of 44 for about a year and a half or so, he had replaced Don Bias in the band. And uh, we did a podcast, or actually a uh, radio show, on uh, Lucky Thompson a while back. A wonderful player. Uh, we'll talk about him in a minute. And rounding out the front line was Benny Green on trombone, and he was a later-day Basie uh, stalwart in the trombone section. So that seven-piece band was the Joe Jones Special. And we heard, as I said, Shoeshine Boy, followed by... Loverman, a tune that was well-known from uh, Charlie Parker's version, and uh, that featured a lot of great Lucky Thompson, sounding very much like uh, Ben Webster in places there. So some excellent playing all around. So we're going to continue with that same album, and we have three more tunes. We're not going to play quite all of the album. They, these were relatively short albums, not quite EPs, but they weren't as long as uh, LPs later came to be in the 1960s. Although some of these tunes uh, are fairly long. Being in the LP era, they weren't restricted to three minutes, so sometimes they stretch out and take multiple choruses, and the uh, tunes might go seven or eight minutes. So we're going to play a couple of those as well. Starting out our next session, the same band, we're going to hear Georgia May, which is a very thinly veiled takeoff on Sweet Georgia Brown. Some great playing all around. Then another ballad performance featuring some fine, fine trombone as well as tenor sax on Embraceable You by George Gershwin. Then we're going to end up that session with the Duke Ellington tune, actually Juan Tizal tune, called Caravan. And this is largely a feature for the leader, Joe Jones. And tantalizingly in there, we'll hear some clarinet, and that is by Lucky Thompson. And as far as I know, that's his only recording on clarinet. So some interesting uh, little sidelights there. So those are our three tunes for this next set. Georgia May, Embraceable You, and Caravan, done by Joe Jones' Septet, or Joe Jones and his orchestra, from the album The Joe Jones Special, Vanguard 19. Fifty seven. <laughs> ¶¶ 
That was Caravan by Joe Jones and his septet, featuring the leader, Joe Jones, who was really one of the great drummers in jazz history. He didn't do a lot of solos, but boy, when he did, he uh, made the most of it. it. What a musical solo that was, with a lot of different colors and effects, and just a, a, a searing rhythm all the way through. So we preceded that with the ballad, George Gershwin's Embraceable You, beautiful performance featuring Benny Green at the beginning on trombone and Lucky Thompson at the end with a little bit of uh, Emmett Berry on trumpet and Nat Pierce on piano. I forgot to mention Nat Pierce was the pianist for this session, except for that version of Shoeshine Boy, which featured Basie. And then we started out with Georgia May, that version of uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, and that uh, featured all hands Emmett Berry on trumpet, Benny Green on trombone, Lucky Thompson on tenor sax, Freddie Green on guitar, Walter Page on bass, Joe Jones on drums, and Nat Pierce on piano. And that was released on Vanguard 1957 called uh, jo The Joe Jones Special. So really outstanding uh, set there from some bassy musicians. And that gives you an idea of what the Vanguard recordings sounded like. They uh, tended to be very well prepared, well organized, and certainly well recorded as well. So we're going to jump over a few months, maybe a year, there aren't exact dates on here, uh, to a, a session that was uh, run by Buck Clayton, the great trumpet player who was Basie's primary trumpet soloist in the 1930s and into the 40s until he went off to World War II to serve. Uh, he also became noted as an arranger and composer as well. When he came back, he... Uh, uh, played in a lot of different uh, combos and things like that. He played on 52nd Street. Uh, he started arranging for other bands. He had his own groups at various times in his life. At the end of his life in the 1980s, he had stopped playing due to medical issues, but he continued to lead a small big band with some great arrangements. So this band consisted of Buck Clayton, of course, on trumpet, Vic Dickinson on trombone. He had played with Basie in the early 40s as well. Uh, Earl Warren on alto sax. He was Basie's lead alto player for most of his great Decca recordings of the late 1930s and then into the Columbia period as well. He was a, a very um, interesting stylist on alto saxophone. He also was a good singer and clarinet player as well, but here he just plays alto. We are also going to hear on piano Hank Jones, who along with Kenny Burrell, who's playing guitar, we're both playing with Benny Goodman at the time, uh, Joe Jones again on drums, and Aaron Bell is on bass. Apparently Walter Page was supposed to play bass on this session, but he uh, became ill, and I think he died shortly thereafter. Aaron Bell had played with Ellington, or was to play with Ellington, and some of the Ellington All-Star groups, Dizzy Gillespie, quite a, quite a list as well. So the three tunes we're going to hear in this next session uh, set are Blues Blaze, which was actually, <laughs> pardon my accent, Blues Blase, uh, which is a feature just for Buck Clayton. It's really him all the way through, a short blues performance, but really showing how he uh, could hold his own with such blues trumpet players as Louis Armstrong and Hot Lips Page. Uh, there's a story that Louis Armstrong came up against Buck Clayton in a jam session once and uh, may have, if not met his match, then at least met someone who was capable of sharing the stage with him, especially on blues playing. After Blues Blase, we're going to hear the old chestnut ball in the jack, and then a blues performance called Claytonia, slow blues featuring all of the soloists uh, in the band. So this is the Buck Clayton Septet, and the album on Vanguard was called Buckin' the Blues. So those are our tunes. Blues Blase, Ball in the Jack, and Claytonia. Thank you. 
So that was the Buck Clayton Sep Tap, 
Septet, I should say, and that was done for Vanguard Records on an album called Buck and the Blues, featuring Buck Clayton on trumpet, Vic Dickinson on trombone, Earl Warren on alto sax, Hank Jones on piano, Joe Jones, the unrelated Joe Jones on drums, Kenny Burrell on guitar, and Aaron Bell on bass from 1957, Vanguard Records. And we heard Blues Blase, a feature just for Buck Clayton uh, on trumpet, doing kind of a Louis Armstrong approach to the blues in that case. Then the draggy, sort of dirty version of Ball in the Jack, a tune that was already 40 years old at that point. And then the slow blues, Claytonia. So we're only going to have time for one more tune to finish up with, and we're going to do a faster blues tune called uh, Cool 2, a Buck Clayton composition that features all the horn players along with Hank Jones and Kenny Burrell. So I hope you've enjoyed this Vanguard program featuring some of the Basie musicians, including Basie himself on one uh, track. In the weeks to come, maybe next week, we're going to be uh, listening to the pianist Mel Powell, who did a number of Vanguard sessions featuring Buck Clayton, Edmund Hall, Ruby Braff, uh, Paul Quinichet, a lot of very fine musicians. So we're going to enjoy some more mainstream jazz from the vaults of Vanguard. So, hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark. This is The Jazz Focus, and you are listening to it on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs>